Praise God and thank you for listening today. I do pray that this broadcast finds you well to every single one of you that are under the sound of my voice. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you have the ability to sit up, to take notice, if you have ears to hear, if you have the mental faculties to understand that which I am going to say today, you should be thanking God. We have a good God. We have a gracious God. And I don't want to let the Bible study out of the bag too quickly, but we will be talking about that concept of grace. And praise God that we do have a gracious God. We will be in Galatians chapter 1. We've made it through the first two verses so far of Galatians, our Bible study through the book of Galatians. We'll be in Galatians 1 and verse 3. In just a moment, you can find your way there with your Bible on the other side of this microphone. Before we do that, I'd like to take a moment and once again, thank you for joining me. Thank you for listening to Bible Tract Echoes. It really is a privilege. I've heard from many of you that this broadcast has been a blessing. I greatly appreciate the kind words and gestures towards our ministry here at Bible Tracks Incorporated. God has been able to use this ministry for 82 plus years. We've been taking the word of God to all the world, 80 years and counting Praise God for that. I appreciate your patronage and your listenership of this ministry today. Now, if you would, grab your Bible. Turn to the book of Galatians. We'll be there in just a moment. Before we do that, though, I'd like to tell you something about myself. I enjoy reading. I enjoy stories. I enjoy the opportunity to kind of disassociate myself with reality and put myself into a different world through reading. By reading fiction, nonfiction, you name it, I enjoy reading everything. But today, I'd like to read you a real story, a true story. It's going to take a little while for me to get through it, but I believe it will be worth it to you today. I'm going to read a tract called Are You in Danger? I'm going to read about half or three quarters of this tract because I believe it will be worth your time. I'd also like to recommend to you that after reading and hearing, I should say, this track yourself, that you take a moment, go to our website, BibleTracksInc.org, and you order some of this tract for yourself. It'll be well worth it for you. But let's dive into this tract. I'd like to read a story, and I'd like you to, if you can, not if you're driving a car, but if you have the opportunity to close your eyes and kind of transport yourself into this story, into this time frame, why don't you do that? We begin here. It says this, When I was 12, my violin teacher, Mr. Spencer, and I went fishing on the banks of the Rock River near Moline, Illinois. North of the river, a large lake is connected by a swamp that is wider and deeper than many rivers I've ever seen. We drove to a farmhouse on the north side of the lake to borrow a boat. Mr. Spencer then drove to where the swamp emptied into the Rock River, where I rode the boat across the lake to our fishing spot. Let me parenthetically say that's a great learning opportunity. The young man uh, rowing the boat there. We proceed on here. We planned to fish all night and it was already dark when we first put our fishing lines into the water. Then we ate and waited for the fish to bite. The joys of being a fisherman. A little after midnight, we heard a huge clap of thunder and saw streaks of lightning split the sky. Mr. Spencer said, if we don't get out of here before the downpour, I'll never be able to drive the car back across the field to the farmhouse. Now, remember, it was somewhat of a swampy area there. If we don't leave right away, the car will be mired in mud. 
And Mr. Spencer asks the young boy, 12 years old, can you row the boat back to its owners on the far side? Yes, I replied, the young boy replied. I said, I'll meet you at the farmhouse. He drove away, Mr. Spencer, and left me with the little rowboat. It was pitch dark. I began rowing toward the lake, but I couldn't see the curves and bends in the swamp. I had no flashlight, no light of any kind. How was I to see where to row? The answer, lightning. I'd row a little bit and then wait for the lightning to light up the surroundings. Due to the rowing and the waiting, I didn't make very good time. By the time I reached the lake itself, the rain was falling. Now I had to wait for lightning to show me the house across the lake. I waited several times while crossing the choppy waters. Oh yes, of course, the boat leaked. But I had found a tin can, and as I waited for lightning, I bailed the water. Wait, bail, row. Wait, bail, row, and I almost forgot, and pray. A lake that size can kick up some pretty hefty waves, but at that time, I never thought much about it. The good Lord protected this boy in a little leaky boat on an angry lake amid lightning, thunder, and rain. Here's a question. Was I in danger? You said it. Absolutely, I was. I could have been hit by lightning. The boat could have sunk or capsized, and I would have been lost forever crossing the lake. Was I frightened? No. Honestly, I wasn't. Why not? Not because I was brave, and here's the crux of this tract here, but because I didn't realize the real danger that I was in. Friend, if you're listening right now and you don't realize the danger that you and more importantly, your eternal soul are in, let me encourage you. Go to our website right now. Order this tract. Are you in danger? I'm not going to spoil the ending, but can I tell you this? If your soul is in danger of eternal damnation in a place that's called, it's a heavy word, but in a place called hell, And friend, the only answer is Jesus Christ. And here's a segue into our study today and his grace. Praise God, we serve a gracious God. Let me encourage you, order some of these tracks, order our sample packet. All of our tracks are provided completely free of charge. We don't even charge for shipping. It's completely incredible that this ministry has survived with this, quote, business model for 82 years. But it's been sustained by God and the generous people of God giving. And we'd love for you to partner with us. If you'd consider that, you can find more information about how to give on our website as well. Now, I'd like to ask you to find your Bible. Grab your Bible. Turn to the book of Galatians. I have mine nearby here as well. I'm going to grab my Bible if I can. might not be a bad thing for the Bible study teacher or the preacher to have his Bible. Let's review for just one moment. The book of Galatians. We are there. Who is the author, the human pen of the book of Galatians? If you're just joining us, let me refresh your memory. Let me let you know. The Apostle Paul is the human pen. Of course, Paul began his life as a devout Jewish man. He was religious to the nth degree. He did everything he could to be a good Jew. He studied at the feet of Gamaliel, who was a Pharisee of the Pharisees, the greatest religious teacher for Jewish studies of that time. He was a prodigy. He was a savant in the Jewish 
faith, but he was dead wrong and he was on his way to a devil's hell because he had not accepted Christ as his personal Lord and Savior. Paul was met, was you could almost say accosted by Jesus Christ on the Damascus Road, and Jesus Christ basically was able to convert him. Paul, of course, made the decision to accept and follow Christ, and Paul became one of the greatest disciples, apostles, prophets, and people of God ever to cross and walk the face of the earth. That's the author. And Galatians is actually one of the first letters or called epistles that Paul wrote. It was written to the churches of Galatia. We talked a little bit about the churches of Galatia and the geographical area. We won't rehash that right now. But let's look at these first couple of verses of Galatians 1 and verse number 1. Begin there with me, if you would. It says this, Paul an apostle. Now, what is an apostle? We've talked about this previously. It's not a disciple. A disciple is one who follows, but a, an apostle is one who is sent specifically and personally by God, by the human form, by the actual being of God. And Paul was an apostle. So we see here, Paul, an apostle, not of men, neither by men. What authority did Paul rest upon? Was it governmental authority? Was it culture's authority? Was it his own intelligence, which was a pretty broad and vast intelligence? Was it that? What was his authority? No, no, not by man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him, meaning Christ Jesus, from the dead. And what does he say? And all the brethren, this is part of the introduction, and all the brethren which are with me, unto, here's the address, unto the churches of Galatia. What does he say here? Grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, we talked previously, and I don't want to completely re hit rewind and rehash the entirety of our previous lessons, but we talked here about the attitude that Paul had. Paul was a little perturbed. Paul was frustrated. Paul was irritated. You see, Paul had, in a manner of speaking, he had given birth to these churches of Galatia. He had been the one to plant and start and found these churches. They had a special place in Paul's heart, but the people, the people of these churches had been swayed by false teachers. If you look at verse number six, Paul says almost sarcastically, he says, I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. He's saying to these people, how could you so quickly turn away from the truth? But before we get into the harshness, before we get into the almost accusatory tone that Paul takes, we see here, this amazing concept in verse number three. Look there, if you would, grace. Grace be to you. Now, what does grace stand in contrast to? Well, grace stands in contrast to two synonyms, uh, truth and the law. On one hand, you have grace, and on the other, you have the law. You have truth. You have the the letter of the law, and on the other, you have the spirit of the law. And over here with grace, you have this idea of a gracious God giving himself, dying a vicarious death, meaning in our place. He died in our place, yours and mine, through his own grace. And Paul starts the letter itself, the letter proper, with this word, grace 
be to you. Look, if you would, for just a moment. Let's contrast grace for just a moment. We only have a few seconds left. Galatians 2.16 says this, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. The faith in what? The faith in his gracious giving of himself for you and for me. Have you accepted Jesus Christ's grace, his offered mercy? Do you know that some 2,000 years ago, Jesus Christ died for you and for me on a cross? You see, one of the reasons that Paul was so angry and so irritable with the people of the churches of Galatia, as we will get into it later on, one of the reasons was is because they were listening to false teachers that had subverted the idea of grace. Do not disguise, do not confuse the idea of grace. We'll pick up here tomorrow and we'll talk about, it's actually a Tract in Truth Tuesday tomorrow. I'm excited about that. But we're going to talk about grace and then that next awesome concept, peace. I hope you'll join me tomorrow here on Bible Tract Echoes. Visit our website. Our announcer will be on with more information about our ministry in just a moment. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.